It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. For my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Whew. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is Wednesday afternoon, bright and sunny here in Cincinnati. And wherever you are, hopefully the weather is just as nice as it is here. Got to wear shorts to the studio. It's feeling like spring. And spring means NFL draft. We are just, what is it, 15 days away. From the NFL draft and a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about when it comes to the draft. We're on iTunes, audioboom.com, so subscribe. On Twitter, at LockedOnBengals, at James Erpine. And man, oh man, do we have a show in store for you today. I want to come out with something very, very, very serious, but not really. Um, So A.J. McCarron, the Bengals' backup quarterback, announced... And you might be into sushi, you might not, but he announced that he partnered up with uh, Michael Johnson, and he's opening a sushi restaurant in Tuscaloosa. I was Team Andy. Like, I, I've ripped Andy, and I think Andy's average, but he's better than A.J. McCarron. This changes things, because now A.J. McCarron has a sushi restaurant. I like sushi. So his approval rating, and I, I posted about this on my blog at ESPN1530.com, his approval rating has raised. So his approval ratings raised, in my opinion now, either or. I don't know. You, If you made McCarron the starter, I'm kind of open to that idea. Then, and there's a picture of this on the blog, he's coming out in that restaurant, is coming out with a Flamin' Hot Cheeto sushi roll. Flamin' Hots are my favorite snack, the best snack on the planet. And you combine that with sushi, which is one of my favorite dinners, go-tos, lunches. Man, oh man. Quarterback controversy. I I might be Team McCarron. I might have just switched from Team Andy to Team McCarron as far as Bengals starting quarterbacks go. Maybe they shouldn't trade him. I don't know. I don't know if I want to give up uh, the sushi rolls. Hopefully, McCarron, here's my praise here on Locked on Bengals because naturally he probably listens to every episode of this and gives me free sushi at his new restaurant that I can't pronounce, but sounds really good with the flaming Hot Sushi Roll. So I, I appreciate you joining us. We'll get into some actual uh, football talk here in a second. Obviously, um, A.J. McCarron is the Bengals' backup. I've been very adamant on them trading him so he can start somewhere. But let, let's start today's show with something pretty, pretty simple. 
And you, you look at this Bengals draft, and I keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. But ultimately, I'm going to ask you this question, and I think we will all every, – every single person that listens to this, every single Bengals fan will be on board with this. If I said to you the Bengals drafted someone, any player, with the ninth pick, and they – didn't there, there wasn't a clear spot or clear area where they could get on the field consistently in 2017. You'd probably be bummed. You'd probably, excuse me, you'd probably be upset, bothered, annoyed, agitated, because the Bengals have done this time and time and time again, essentially giving their rookies a redshirt season. And they need help now. They need an influx of talent right away. So I think we'd all be on board with saying that the Bengals, the, especially the first couple picks, have to be players that are, there's a path for them to get on the field. Maybe best player available, but also can contribute right away, help this team get back to its winning ways. And I think we'd all be on board with that, all agree with that. To me, I need a player that can have an impact now, whether it's offense or defense, or spe- not, not special teams, offense or defense, impact now. I can find special teamers in round four, round five, round six, round seven. By the way, they have eight picks in those rounds. Plenty of opportunity to get the next star special teamer. I need a star running back, wide receiver. I need a star defensive end, pass rusher, maybe linebacker. But I keep hearing about offensive line. And I was, go back and listen. I've been as critical of the Bengals for letting Andrew Whitworth walk in free agency. I've been as critical of the Bengals for letting Kevin Zeitler go up to Cleveland as anyone if not the most critical. I, I didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. I'm never going to understand it. Even if it works, in Cedric Abue, he ends up being good, and Jake Fisher ends up being good, I still think they're wrong for letting both of those guys go. One was in his prime. The other's arguably the best left tackle in the game. They let him both walk, even though they had the money to pay him. Makes no sense. Zero. But to, to say, and I keep hearing this, well, you can't draft a wide receiver until you fix that offensive line. Or you can't draft a running back until you fix that offensive line. Or pff, pff, pass rush. What about the line? Andy's going to get killed. Yeah. And guess guess what? They could draft a, an offensive lineman at 9, at 41 in round 2, at 73 in round 3, and all three of those guys are going to be sipping Gatorade on the sidelines. The Bengals have already invested in the offensive line. The Bengals have already said, these are our starters. Like it or not, Cedric Abwehi is going to at least be penciled in right now as the starting left tackle. Jake Fisher, starting right tackle. Russell Bodine, center. Andre Smith, probably your guard, your right guard, and then left guard will be Clint Bowling. That's what you're looking at as your offensive line. And then you have Christian Westerman and a bunch of other guys there behind him. So you're telling me that they're just going to draft Cam Robinson from Alabama at 9, and he's going to do what? Sit his behind on the bench, and they're going to see what Cedric he is. That's why there's no way in hell I want them taking an offensive lineman at 9, or 41, or 73. Give me someone that can come in and make plays. Fine, the offensive line isn't as good. Well, you know what you do? You get players that can make plays quickly. Little short passes. Make people miss. You upgrade the running game. You upgrade your wide receiver core so Andy Dalton can get rid of the ball quicker 
so he's not waiting for Brandon LaFell to get open against average corners. That's the problem. As bad as the offensive line was last year, Jeremy Hill was worse. As bad as the offensive line was last year, a lot of times Andy Dalton didn't have anybody open. First read wasn't there, second read wasn't there, he would roll out and throw it away. It's not always. It may look like there's pressure, but there's not always pressure when Andy Dalton rolls out. But if if no one's open, sometimes he gets a little happy feet, and he was getting hit all the time. And as a quarterback, that's what you're going to do. So to me, everyone keeps offensive line. Why? So they can drink Gatorade? I tweeted earlier today at James Rapine. Someone's like, it's silly to draft a skill position or draft a pass rusher until you fix that offensive line. Yeah. If they draft an offensive lineman at nine, they're going to be sipping Gatorade in the booth with Dave Lapham and Dan Horde in the radio booth. They could just be part of the broadcast team. The third member, Cam Robinson from Alabama, first-round pick, member of the broadcast team because they're not going to contribute on the field as a rookie. They have 11 picks. Find, find If you need depth on the offensive line, if you want insurance for Cedric Abwehi, and I don't care how bad of an offensive line draft there is, there will be talent around four, five, six, seven. There'll be someone, maybe a developmental prospect, but someone will fall that the Bengals like. Early on, they need to get players that can contribute right away, and there's a path to get them on the field right away. And you might be saying, oh, well, why not just bench Cedric Abwehi? I've been very critical of the Bengals for not finding out what players are. Darquez Denard's heading into year four. They don't know what he is. I'm all about playing Cedric Abwehi at left tackle because this year it's make or break. You figure it out. If he's not good, fine. You can move on. If he's not good, fine. You can draft a replacement next year. They have plenty of compensatory picks for letting Zeitler and Whitworth and all these guys leave in free agency. But to me, it's very simple. Get guys that that there's a path to play right now. If it's Reuben Foster, if you're going to start him, do it. If it's Corey Davis and he's going to play over Brandon LaFell, which he should, do it. If it's Joe Mixon in round two and he's going to get in and get 250 carries and you're going to give him every opportunity to, to be a star in this league as a rookie, then go get him. Alvin Kamara. Tennessee running back, Dalvin Cook, Florida State running back, Leonard Fournette, Louisiana State running back. And I yesterday talked about it. I, I don't believe they should take him. I don't believe they should take Fournette. But ultimately, Leonard Fournette is a better pick than Cam Robinson. It's that simple. It is that simple. Because at least he will get on the field. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. In 60 seconds, we're going to continue our NFL draft conversation here on Locked On Bengals. Hi, this is David Locke, founder of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to your favorite Locked On podcast. We have something really special going on here. We are the only daily local podcast format in the country, and we are one of the only places for local companies to be able to advertise on a podcast serving the fans the listeners that want your product locally. No other podcast network does this for you. And that's why we want you to advertise right here on your favorite Locked On podcast. Our audience is 98% male. It's about 77% between the ages of 25 and 54, and also 77% between 18 and 44. So you're hitting the core demographic. If your company 
wants men 25 to 54 or 18 to 44, then you should advertise right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'd love to have you. Our rates are reasonable. It's all based on the amount of listens. So you can email me, David Locke, at dlock 9 at gmail.com or contact your host. We'd love to have you aboard joining in with the great success that we're having on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James Rapine back with you here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. And I look at this this team. And it's amazing to me, and I, I get it. I, I was the biggest propo- like so angry, and I didn't see it, and I still don't understand the vision of letting Whitworth and Zeitler go. But we also want to see these guys play. We also want to see rookies have an impact and make an impact. And that's what bothered me about Pac-Man Jones and, and him still being here. Football-wise, there is no path to get last year's first-round pick on the field. There's none. Zero. Like, how how can you sell me on William Jackson getting on the field when you have Drake Kirkpatrick, 50 million bucks, Adam Jones, two more years on his deal, and they believe him, and he's going to probably start. Josh Shaw, they love him in the slot, and rightfully so. He played well for most of the season last year. Darquez Denard in year four, and they're probably going to pick up his fifth-year option. We'll see on that. But Darquez Denard, former first-round pick, you have no idea what he is, really. So there's four guys. Ahead of William Jackson the third, see you need two of them to get hurt for him to get a ton of playing time, one to get hurt for him to be in the rotation. I mean, that's what you're looking at here. You take Adam out of it, and then just like that, you have William Jackson and Darquez Denard and even Cavare Russell. You have these young guys that can get on the field, and they don't have to be your starting corner, but they could be there with Josh Shaw as well. One of them will start. One of them could emerge. So to me, I look at the offensive line the same way. You're looking at Cedric Obwehi the same way you would look at Darquez Denard. He struggled at times, and obviously Obwehi's been much, much worse. But this year, it's make or break. He's going to sink or swim. And if who knows, maybe Cedric Obwehi ends up being okay. I remember after Andre Smith's first year, a lot of people hated him, felt like he was a bust. He ended up being okay. So maybe Cedric Obwehi ends up being okay. And he's not a star, but he's not bad. That's fine. The Bengals need to find out what the hell he is. So I'm on board with that. I'm not on board with an offensive lineman in round one, two, even three. There's so many more needs. It's a deep pass rush draft. What would you rather have? Two pass rushers in the first four rounds or or two offensive linemen? The offensive linemen are going to ride pine. Those two pass rushers, they might be able to make an impact right away. They might be able to, to bump Michael Johnson down a step or two. So... It, it's a no-brainer. Wide receiver, get Andy Dalton, someone who can take a slant to the house. Someone who's good after the catch, so when he's getting destroyed, he doesn't have to hold the ball for four seconds, can hold it for two, and find an open wide receiver. That's the key. That's the key to this offense. You're going to need to get a running back that can make defenders miss, and you're going to need to get a wide receiver or two that can take small plays and make them big ones. Uh, a lot to get to the rest of this week. The NFL Draft, we're closing in on that. So we'll continue the draft conversation as well. I'll take your emails, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com, at James Rapine on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, iTunesAudioBoom.com. And until next time, I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast.
Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.